It's happening again. Welcome to Work Cookie, a CBOT podcast. As we broadcast around the world, get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at cboc.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts at cboc.com. Welcome. I'm Dr. Jeremy Lokabaugh, Industrial Organizational Psychology Consultant and Workplace Communication and Negotiation Coach. In addition to cboc.com that you just heard, you can also visit my website at turnboot.com. If you're in or getting into the IO psychology field and you feel a little lost in the crowd, you're looking to jumpstart your career and maybe get the answers that your degree program never gave you about what it's actually like to work as an IO psych practitioner, check out CBOC's IO Career Pathfinder membership at cboc.com. Also, we have Tom Bradshaw, voice and speech coach and a damn good actor at that. He is the leading voice and speech coach for the industrial organizational psychology community. Well, hello everyone and welcome to Work Cookie, our weekly gathering of HRIOs, recruiters, people who love to help those in business and one actor. Uh, Jeremy, we are here again and uh, hopefully this will be fun. Uh, We're gonna talk about the best work break ideas. I'm sure you've got a list. Well, actually I do not. I came Uh, without a list today. That way we can get everything right from the audience. I have some thoughts and Brendan has some research to share today. And this falls in line with energizing the workplace. That's our theme for October. And we're having, whether it be our, the social, uh, all the events, the side events that we podcast. So energizing the workplace. We start out on that note. If anyone can just throw in a list in the chat of any kind of great, any work break ideas. And Tom, I'm going to go to you to start us off with why are work breaks needed in your opinion? And what's something that you suggested? And I have a feeling you're going to pull from the acting. Go for I it. am. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, we need breaks. I mean, we can't work eight hours straight. Um, you know, even if when I seclude myself, and I'm going to work all day on writing something or creating a program, I'm still going to need breaks. So you want to get yourself re-energized. The question becomes, how do you re-energize your thing? Sometimes I just need my mind to shut off for a few minutes. So I have a few games on my phone, like solitaire, (laughs) not very challenging, but it it gets me thinking a little bit differently. Uh, But I always, you know, whether I was teaching in post-secondary or directing a show, there were times where, you know, the energy was just horrible. The focus wasn't there. Um, I keep watching sporting teams going, they need to do some team building exercises that I know. <laughs> so you know, if you can get other people to take breaks with you and to play some games, there's a ton of theater games out there that just get your creative side going. Um, they give you energy and they can really help to sort of put you forward again and, and get the momentum going. I like that idea of momentum, refresh. It's almost like <clears throat> rebooting your com- rebooting your computer. It's interesting when you look at they do these PET scans. <clears throat> if I'm correct, when they inject, uh, it's like a radioactive uh, ink per se into your brain, and you can see where the most uh, active parts of your brain are. And when we're sleeping, wouldn't you know that your brain is about just as active or awake? 
you know, it's all, it's this unique process. And, and I, I like to think about it as do like a defragment computer, you know, it drains all the, it's going and going and it's memory up. But in the end, it leaves a more powerful, more photo for us to work. Brendan, do you want to get us going with some of the research? And we, right before I turn it over to you, we've got at least one really interesting. So in the chat, here's some examples. The first one caught my eye. Best work break ideas people are putting in the chat here. Forest bathing was one of the first ones that were put up. And then we have lunch and learn, company paid lunch, napping, exercise hour, anything getting away from the computer screen. Interacting with people in the flesh, especially with all the online uh, remote work that we have, doing squats, planks, push-ups, getting up active, getting that that blood flowing. So I'm going to turn it over to actually you, Tom, for any thoughts because you're the boss here. Turn it over to. <laughs> well, thanks very much, Jeremy. And yeah, there you know there are lots of great exercises and things you can do to rebuild that energy. Um, it's a lot like when I work with students on breathing. There are two things you can do with breath deep, relaxing breaths. One is to relax so you can go to sleep. The other is to cleanse uh, so that you release the stress and tension that your body is using to hold you upright, for example. And if you can let go of that stress and tension, you actually get more energy. Um, Brendan, let's go to you. So I have a great article here uh, entitled The Impact of Within-Day Work Breaks on Daily Recovery Processes. Um, And it's an event-based pre-post experience sampling study. So within the design of this, they're using it as an event-based pre and post design. Um, So they're doing uh, collecting data pre-event, collecting data post-event to try to measure exactly what they're measuring for. Um, And the reason why I like this study, and I'm I'm gonna lead off with this, is that the results of this model were using a sample of Chinese white collar employees. And why do I feel that is important? Because when you are typically white collar, you're a salaried employee, you're getting paid no matter what, and you're going to be much less inclined to take a break. Um, I've been salaried now for quite some time. And like lunch breaks are not a thing to me. Like I just eat while I work. That's not really a thing. So we have to think about those types of, you know, you're not, when you're an hourly employee, you have to take lunch for the most part. When you're a salaried employee, lunch just gets in the way. Breaks get in the way. So um, breaks aren't a thing. I need to get more work done. I'd rather save myself time someplace else. So within this design, it showed that within day work breaks are significantly associated with reduced fatigue and negative affect and increased positive affect, supporting their predicted recovery effects of within day work breaks. So that a work break is showing that that you're going to be less fatigued and you're going to be more positive. Um, and, and again, I, I can't overemphasize the fact that they used white collar employees for this because I think it's so important that, again, those are not typically people who are going to take break. Let me ask you something, Brendan. Do you think also with the white collar versus blue collar employees that the blue collar employees are usually physically active? You know, they're using their bodies. They're getting... You know, they're they're getting a flow going. They might at the end of the day burn out uh, because they've been so active. But do you think part of what we're looking at with white collar individuals is that they spend so much time sitting and sedentary that they really actually need to get up and get active? So very candidly, at the beginning of my career, I worked in a very stress uh, uh, 
physically stressful environment, but that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to. I didn't want to sit at a desk all day. I wanted to uh, move pallets of things and, 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 you know, lift heavy things. That was just what I was into at the time. And I have to tell you, that is less exhausting than sitting sitting at a desk all day doing things because at least that's energizing. You're you're up, you're doing things. Sitting at a desk, sitting in front of a computer can actually be a lot more tiring. Do you think those um, desks they have now where you can actually raise the desk so you can stand up or get on a treadmill. <laughs> There's multitasking for you. <laughs> I mean, if it if that's something that you physically feel will help you, sure. I mean, um, I don't, if I'm getting up or I'm getting up and I'm walking around, like that's my thing. At least once an hour, I'll get up, do a quick lap, um, depending on what client I'm at, depending how large the area of the space is. And it, it's also conducive to my job, right? Because when I first started out, it was like, oh, no, you're supposed to be in your office. You're supposed to be doing things. As part of your job working in any sort of IO psychology sort of position, you should be interacting with people. You know, that's unless you're more on the I side, but and that might be why you chose to go into the I side. But the O side is definitely going to be more people interactions. And, and it's part of your job to be helpful to go around and talk to those people, because that's how you stay ahead of development. Right. Linda, and let me go to you because there is a different approach at different organizations. You know, some organizations, you <laughs> you come at eight o'clock, we chain you to your desk, and there you will stay until 4.30. There are other companies, especially some of the high-tech companies that, you know, when they started up, they brought in the foosball table and the ping pong table. Uh, they encouraged their employees to take naps. Um and so we have two extremes. Is there anything out there that gives us any sort of indication about which is better and increases something like productivity? Well, the things that I've seen really indicate that when you take breaks, you are more productive, productive right? right? Especially when you not just take a break. You know, one of the things I was looking up um some topics for for our conversation today and a lot of the titles were you know 51 ways to take a break and be more productive and i'm thinking wait a minute you know if you're <laughs> purposefully taking your break so that you can be more productive i'm i'm like there's a little bit of an oxymoron there you know um so i think that when people take breaks uh, they are more productive i think that you have to be careful about how you're looking at those breaks because you don't want to be constantly changing tasks and things like that because that will diminish your productivity right, right. but i think it's important for your brain to stop so that it can process on a different level you know one of the things that um and it's, it's kind of like you know why you give something a decision 24 hours so that you can go ahead and take that shower and take the then sleep overnight and whatever and come back and go, oh, my solution is different now. Right. right. And so I think that that you have to be um, purposeful in what you're doing. And, and what my topic was forest bathing, because I've seen that a lot. And would you that, explain that to me? <laughs> it's about it's it's it started in, in Japan, as a lot of things do. And it's about the value of really going out into nature and spending time out there and not and being aware of nature, you know, listening to the birds and hearing the, the leaves rustle and to feel the grass under your feet or whatever it is for you. And to my surprise, there are certified 
um, forest bathing therapist, but <laughs> which I was like, wow, um, because people will go for, you know, two or three days on a on a getaway for doing that. But there's they talk about there's value in doing it like 20 minutes a day or 20 minutes, three times a week just to really give your brain um, a different perspective, you know, and and I do that fairly regularly because I'm where I live and it makes a huge difference to me. Thank you for explaining that to me. Um, and, you know, it is amazing. I, I someone taught me this years ago, but if your feet are sore, take your shoes and socks off, walk on the grass in within two to five minutes, your feet are no longer sore. Um, and, and I'm, I love getting back to nature, uh, getting back for two or three days. We used to call that camping. Uh, Lee, let's go to you. <laughs> You know, the uh, along that same vein, they actually have wilderness therapy uh, out there. And a lot of times they do that with um, troubled teens or uh, like sometimes with veterans, PTSD and stuff. And it's kind of a similar thing. They take you out to do something outside away from technology and stress and people and all like that. Um, you know, it's interesting that, you know, so many companies will do a lip service to this kind of thing. There, there's a company right around the corner from my house. They've got a wonderful walk. You can see it from the road. It goes around a little, they got a little lake with a fountain and all this kind of stuff. I have never seen anyone walking. And, you know, they, these companies, they provide these things and it's like, oh, it's a wonderful perk. Well, it's, it's only a perk if you give people time to, to use it or you encourage people time to use it. Um, you know, one thing, you know, like uh, my time in the military, I mean, obviously when we're operational or deployed or something, we're up and moving because that's kind of the thing. Um, but a lot of times in a, in a staff uh, type job, it's just like the civilian world. You're showing you're, you're in a cubicle somewhere. And the difference is, at least in the Navy, is that you are supposed to take time during your workday to exercise. It's actually mandated. Uh, a lot of people still don't. A lot of the really old senior people don't like to let you, you know, because they're still in some stuck in some old thinking. Um, but that was one thing I always I always made sure. And if they tried to give me flack, I pulled out the instruction and slapped it on their desk and said, yeah, talk to the admiral about that. Um, but I would also go around and make my people get up and, and move around. Um, because early in my, my career, I actually, uh, I ended up in the hospital for a migraine that I didn't know was a migraine. I thought I was having a stroke. Scared the bejesus out of me. There's actually a physical thing. It's a whole long story. I'm not going to go into it, but it mimics a stroke. And the neurologist was like, you know, get out of your chair because I was sitting there and I was working on something and I'm sitting there and I sat there for hours working on a problem on, on something out, you know, some, some analysis and stuff I was doing and I didn't move and I got all tensed up and everything else. And I mean, uh, scared me to death. I'm driving down the road with my infant son in the back and all of a sudden I think I'm having a stroke and I'm just praying to get to a parking lot before I die. You know, <laughs> I mean, and, and uh, you know, the neurologist came and talked to me, I'm like, hmm. Maybe I should make it a point to get up more. And he told me that I needed to get up at least once an hour and walk around for five minutes or so. And uh, that was, it made a huge difference. And, uh, you know, one thing that I always used to do in the military too, you know, the military still has a lot of people who smoke. So when, when people, the smokers would go for a smoke break, we all take a smoke break. So why should you get extra time? So when you go out to, uh, you know, to do your thing, we're all going to get up and go do something else. And uh, we're all going to take our, you know, five or 10 minutes and we're all going to go sit back down. And uh, it does wonders for the morale when you make people get up and get away because they didn't realize how stressed they were sitting there and whatever. 
Let me ask you, Lee, because, you know, some people don't take breaks. There, there are some people who don't take a lunch break. You know, they're so busy working. Did you ever have anybody on your team that was one of those people that you really had to sit them down and go, you need to take a break? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And sometimes it was me, you know. And uh, yeah, I, I, I would catch myself if I realized I was eating lunch at my desk regularly, that even if I just walked to the break room, to get away from my desk, because if I'm sitting at my desk, I'm gonna look at my, it's just gonna, yeah. gonna answer an email. And uh, so I, I, oh yeah, absolutely, you know? And uh, so yeah, absolutely gotta make people get up and do that stuff. And to something that Linda Ann said earlier, you know, like when I'm writing or something, and a lot of times, you know, us non-professional writers don't have editors. So I get up and I go away, and then I come back and I look at it with fresh eyes. And all of a sudden, that word I've been staring at that is wrong jumps out at me. And I'm able to make those corrections because I unhooked from it. And then I came back to it. Also, if I'm really struggling with like an ending or a problem, whatever, walking away, uh, getting my mind on something else often helps me to come back and to find that answer. As somebody who does occasionally write professionally, I do the exact same thing <laughs> when I get a block. I go for a walk. It's like Linda Ann says, getting out in nature, I reconnect and all of a sudden inspiration is back. Dr. Martha, let's go to you. Oh, you brought up a really good point here about those companies that present the kinds of benefits that would encourage people to step away from their workstation and, and move around and do whatever they need to do to take that break. But then culturally, uh, it's not encouraged or maybe even frowned upon, you know, that at the end of the day, it's up to every individual to either fight for their right to take a break or not. And I understand that depending on the organization and the culture, that fight might go differently for different people. But in the end, it's your health, it's your well-being. And my big thing is you really need to get away from your workstation, especially for white collar workers. You sit all day at work, you sit on your way to and from work, because you're either driving or taking a train or a bus or whatever. You get home, you do what you need to do. And what do you do? You sit to relax. So we do a lot of sitting and a lot of it we do in some kind of a box, whether it's your office, whether it's your cubicle, whether it's your car, whether it's your house. So go outside, get away from your workstation, go outside and get away from the screens. Give your eyes a chance to rest. And I don't mean trade in your computer screen for your telephone screen. Get away from that. And when Linda Ann was talking about forest bathing, which I think is wonderful, I can picture so many people going to the forest with headphones. They don't hear a thing that's going on, right? But they're out in nature, so they think. So it's so important for every person to take on that responsibility for themselves. Because if you don't, nobody else will. There are some companies out there who are very proactive in promoting um, actual breaks. They Whether they announce it on the PA or whatever they do, whether it's pre-scheduled at this time, everybody get up and stretch or do whatever. But for the most part, it really is up to each individual. And something else that Lee brought up that I've always found fascinating is the smokers versus non-smokers. You don't see a smoker miss a break, right? Because they answer to a master and those who don't have that addiction sit there and work. And what's even worse is that sometimes where smokers, it's assumed they're going to be out taking a break. Sometimes the non-smokers get the stink eye for doing 
the same for taking a break because they're not holding a cigarette. So I've seen that over the years and I've always puzzled me how what's going on there. But the bottom line is every one of us has the responsibility to make sure we take those breaks throughout the day. And if you don't fight for yourself and your own health and well-being, nobody else will. Yeah, you've got to you, <laughs> you've got to make your own decisions because ultimately you're going to be responsible for whatever happens. Uh, Brendan, let's go to you. So because I've worked in consulting for the last couple of years, I've been to a lot of different office locations. And obviously I can compare and contrast what certain companies do versus some other. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people are familiar here with the office and what the break room like. This is the best way. The break room in the office. You can you can see it. It's it's that's not what you should be doing anymore. If especially if you're trying to attract people to come back into the office and not work remotely, if you want them to come to the office, give them a, a, an environment that they want to come to. So just some of the cooler things that I've seen some companies do is uh, I've seen an indoor courtyard as well as an outdoor courtyard. So it's it's basically like an outdoor courtyard, but it's all inside that would have been a large kind of lunchroom. But instead, they put down fake grass and um, different designs and lighting. And um, that was that was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And employees loved that because it was an incentive of like, all right, let me get up from my desk and let me go sit in like the uh, the chase lounge. Um, so things like that, as well as like little games that they had, um, whether it be foosball or they had like an arcade game. Again, those things can backfire as well. But if it's managed appropriately, it can be done well, as well as once a week, I've seen companies do an exercise hour where they would have a, a you know a, prefers, a professional personal trainer come in, lead a class for the week, and sometimes even if you if you like participate in that, they wouldn't count it as uh, you know time against your break. It was time built in that you would get. But I do want to come back to some of these articles um, just just for some reference on some things. So I did have an article here about uh, what's called a booster break program, which is a group session devoted exclusively to standard 15-minute work breaks uh, regarding get physical activity. Um, and the results of this, after a six-month period, they did 117 sessions, um, average monthly attendance ranging from 76 to 86%. Uh, and this is what I think is really important here. As somebody, I, I work out a lot. Um, so participants significantly improved their HDL cholesterol and lost an average of 14 pounds. So talking about promoting employee health, that's 15 minutes, 117 sessions, six six months, and you had an average weight loss of 14 pounds. Yeah, I think that's probably something that more companies should consider. I'm now on the break diet. Um, <laughs> let me ask you, though, because we're kind of focusing on those people who are, you know, co-located in the office. But especially when people transitioned, you know, over the pandemic into working remotely, the first thing that everyone did was, you know, work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. How do you regulate yourself, especially you who's who's kind of got a foot in both worlds? When you're working in your home office, how do you ensure that you're still taking breaks? That's a great question. And it's as simple as um, my office is downstairs. The kitchen is upstairs. And I, I learned this technique from my boss because she said she didn't she didn't like working from home, and then she started working a job at one at a certain point that was um, 
I drove to Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks. I went and got my coffee. Then I drove back to the house and then I started going. So just to get yourself into that sort of mode. So, I mean, you could do the same thing when it's time, like, all right, I need a break. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll go check the mailbox. So I'll throw some laundry and and it's making sure that it's built into within that. And it's not also going to completely distract you um, from what you want to accomplish. Yeah, there, there are a few coffee shop owners in town who I'm on a first name basis with. Uh, Linda Ann, let's go to you. Yeah, I want to emphasize some of the things that, you know, Brendan um was saying, you know, as with um, the forest bathing, you know, just going out in nature and so forth, they found that, and I was reading some NIH studies about it as well, and how its effect on the cardiovascular system, the, it affects, it stimulates the immune system, reduces cortisol, slows the heart rate, slows, you know, lowers blood pressure, all those kinds of things. But I'm glad the conversation went in this direction about personal responsibility, because when I, um, was in a in a in person corporate kind of job. One of the things, because my background, I had done um, occup- sold occupational um, health things like that. I always made sure all the team members had a proper chair, um, had a proper desk height, had that when they did have those. Um, standing desks, the mobile ones that would go up and down. You have to be really careful about the distance between the monitor and the desk where you have area where you have your keyboard has to be independently moving because otherwise your hands are in the wrong position, those kinds of things. And so you're looking at cumulative trauma for yourself. You know, if you're not having your arms and hands in the right position, you could um, increase your risk for carpal tunnel. Um, You know, there's things where damage to your discs in your neck if you're not properly sitting up. So people, and I looked at it as from an organizational point of view, it's an investment in not having cumulative trauma as a workers' comp claim, right? But when you're at home, you also need to think about how are you sitting at your desk? How are you doing those things? Because, you know, I know that I lean on like this. I can feel it in my arm at the end of the day, you know? So you have to pay attention and give your body, your body will tell you when you need breaks. But um, my point on this is, that as an individual, you have to care for yourself because nobody's walking around your office. Yeah, no one's going to look after you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you leave home, you have to start looking after yourself. Dr. Jeremy, let's go to you. I want to reflect on a couple of things that were mentioned and then share something that that I do that I have found very effective. Uh, what Linda Ann and Lee were talking about, about this, this getting outside and the 20 minutes that comes a day or a single day. There's a book called The Three-Day Effect where they'll take and lead to your point, I think the program was more towards veterans that have PTSD, a dramatic shit would have just by taking them out to like the Tetons or the Grand Canyon, just being completely outside for in such a mental reason. So there's value in that. There's other things that that people can do, even if they're not, they're not working. I mean, you know, home camping trips, you know, get a hammock, sleep outside. These there's things that you can do that aren't necessarily going. That might not happen during work, but they can still give you that type of refreshing period. And then the the thing, Lee, you were talking about, you know, you walk away, you come back, boom, that was, it's called a, it's called an incubation period. Tom, I know we spoke, spoke about this times, but it can be as quick as eight seconds that it takes. So whenever you can switch off completely from the task that you're on, it's that simple thing, right? You can't remember a word or, or somebody's name. And then all of a sudden, give me 10 minutes, I'll think of it. But it can happen the same way with very intense, I mean, very big challenges, problem solving. Sometimes it might take 
two nights of sleeping on it, you wake up in the morning with an idea. But sometimes that that very simple incubation can be very effective. And then one of the concerns and one of the things that I hear from a lot of the people that I coach is that you you have this momentum that goes back and forth. And I can't, you know, I get I can't take a break and I can't take a vacation because then I'll move, lose this momentum. And once I'm going hard on a project, if I lose my momentum, that's it. But then on the back end, it's work-life balance isn't good and burnt out. So it's interesting when I ask the question of what about the momentum for your plans for your own life or the way you feel? How many years need to go by before you look back and realize, man, for the past seven years, burnt out? And is that the kind of look back on it? And the, the key is, again, it's breaking your vision of what tomorrow can be. And it's like, how can we make your tomorrows better than today? And part of it is just visioning out what would happen if I didn't, what, what would happen if I had more energy today? What would happen if I did even just try to take a, something that works? You know, we it, it's weird to joke about it, but with the remote world, what you can do when you're working at an office or when you're remote is you can go outside and take, because I can go outside the door. If, and that can be very effective. I mean, I used to, you know, I, I'm a self hypocrite and I will still not do that when I do, right? We are correct. But I do it from time to time. And I remember when I did it, I mean, just it makes a big difference. So I also wanted to, Tom, can I take another three to five minutes? I want to share something. Oh, if people start to nod off, I'll stop you. But go ahead. All right. Thanks. <laughs> well, you would have stopped me by now, Tom. <laughs> so uh, I want to show you this. <clears throat> this is interesting. And I'm just going to run down a list for people here and for on the podcast because I found this a little bit interesting. There is this uh, article on Take a Break Intervention where you're improve, uh, improving oncology nurse wellness. I won't get into the specifics, but there are some interesting activities that were done. Uh, adult coloring, mini puzzles, nostalgia games like Kerplunk, Old Maid, Connect Four. Uh, you know, there is a spring theme, which is writing up lifting notes to colleagues or decorating plastic and such, creating pinwheels, aromatherapy, outdoor uh, Halloween coloring, creating pine cone bird feeders, cookie decorating.